Last week, I spoke with Dr. Pullen in episode 24 all about hair mineral analysis. We talked about how the test can identify all kinds of health problems ranging from low stomach acid, adrenal fatigue, heavy metals, to mineral excess and deficiencies. We briefly touched on mineral-rich foods, and today I want to dive deeper into that. I'm going to share with you the top five most mineral-rich foods out there and simple ways to start incorporating them into your diet. And from there, you will watch your health soar. Welcome to the Therapeutic Food Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Marion Mitchell. I'm an integrative nutrition health coach, therapeutic diet expert, and founder of The Road to Living Whole. There are many different diets out there. It's hard to know which one is right for you with your chronic illness and autoimmune disease. In this podcast, I'm going to share with you the foundational pieces every single therapeutic diet out there shares, and also how to use the best one for your particular diagnosis. If you've been looking for a meal planning partner, help navigating the complicated healthcare system, and want to feel better quickly, I'm your girl. Grab your kombucha and notebook. Let's dive in. We need to talk about why minerals are important. Most people think that macronutrients like carbohydrates, fats, protein are really important. You might think about antioxidants, but minerals really don't get that much attention. Your body uses minerals for many different jobs throughout the body, including your bones, your muscles, your heart, and your brain, making sure they're working properly. They're also essential for creating enzymes, hormones, neurotransmitters, supporting your immune system, and even in creating acidic stomach acid. There are two types of minerals that the body needs. There's macro minerals and micro or also known as trace minerals. Macro minerals might be the ones that you think of. Calcium, phosphorus, sodium, potassium, chlorine, magnesium, sulfur. Then there's those micro minerals, trace minerals, iron, zinc, fluorine, selenium, copper, chromium, iodine, manganese, and I'm probably going to completely slaughter this one because I've never heard it pronounced, molybdenum. Those are trace minerals. And while we need very small amounts of them, they do serve a vital role in our health. It's crazy to think that something that we need in such small amounts, we don't get enough of. And there are a few reasons for that that we need to talk about. First up is modern farming practices. In today's culture, those big agribusiness farms practice monocropping. They overuse weed killers and depend on synthetic fertilizers. And this has left our soil completely depleted. There just isn't minerals in the soil to put into the food like I always like it kind of cracks me up because I think about the the water-based farming and how like you're growing food in water there's not minerals in water either so you're not getting minerals in your food if they're grown in mineral depleted soil the other reason is the overconsumption of highly processed foods straight up highly processed foods those foods that are in boxes and frozen and all of that have the nutrients stripped away from them and typically they will add some synthetic stuff back in but it's not 
those trace minerals. It's not those things. It's synthetic vitamins, maybe some synthetic minerals like calcium and phosphorus and things, but we're not getting all of those trace minerals that might have been in that food, but they're all stripped away. And then piggybacking off of that, modern diets lack high quality salt. And, you know, everybody's all about cutting back on sodium, right? Oh, you need less salt to be healthy. Well, you do if you're eating a whole bunch of processed food and fast food. But if you need to salt your food, you need salt that has minerals in it. And that iodized table salt, that little girl with the umbrella, the white stuff in the shaker, is completely stripped of all the trace minerals that were on on salt. And now you're just getting sodium and it has zero minerals. Real salt, real sea salt has about 15% trace minerals in there. So then the next question becomes, how do we get these minerals if they're not in our soil and our food isn't having it? Like, where do we get them? That is a great question. We start by incorporating mineral-rich foods in our diet. And I'm going to share with you the top five most mineral-rich foods. There are some others. There's about 12 that are considered like mineral-rich. But I'm going to talk about the top five because I feel like they're the ones that need the most attention that if we incorporate into our monthly, weekly, daily routines, we are going to get the amount of minerals that we need. So first up is sea vegetables. How many of you eat sea vegetables on a regular basis here in America? Not very many. What are sea vegetables? That's a great question. Kelp, dulce, nori, wakame, uh, chlorella, and spirulina. Here in my home, we actually enjoy seaweed on a regular basis. There's actually snack seaweed that you can buy, and we love them, and we get it from Costco, and they get devoured. It's like a huge pack, and it gets devoured in like three or four days. We absolutely love our seaweed. We also love seaweed salad when we go out for sushi, and we typically only go out like maybe once a month for that, but we always enjoy the seaweed salad. Chlorella and spirulina, you might have heard of these if you've kind of ventured into the health world, which most of you who have chronic illness or autoimmune disease have kind of started that process. Those are the things that make the water like blue or dark green. You might have seen them and they're like in these Just Works deodorant capsules and they're really easy to take and they are incredibly nutrient dense, not just in minerals, but in all kinds of other stuff like omega-3s and all of that. So those are really easy to get because you can get them in capsules or in powder forms and add them to smoothies or add them to drinks. Uh, They taste a little minerally, um, but they are really easy ways to get them. And then, of course, if you eat sushi or things like that or you enjoy a lot of ethnic food, then you're probably getting some sea vegetables in there. Number two is shellfish. I'm talking oysters, clams and mussels. These are concentrated sources of minerals and they're packed full of selenium, zinc, copper, and iron. In America, we typically don't eat a lot of shellfish (laughs) on a regular basis. So there are a few um, dishes that you can start with to try to start enjoying them. And I'm talking like chowder, uh, paella, and clam sauce. 
Those are just three examples. But if you go on the internet, there are actually a ton of them out there. And if you go to like a nice ethnic restaurant, you'll likely be able to get them. And I find restaurants to be really low risk ways to try new foods, especially those that I might be nervous because I don't know how to cook them or I don't know what they'll taste like. Going out and eating them at a restaurant is a really great way to kind of get your introduction into trying these foods in different ways. Number three pink sea salt or Himalayan Celtic sea salt. These actually contain over 80 different minerals in trace amounts. Isn't that crazy? Some of these include phosphorus, zinc, manganese, silica, and obviously like there's like 80 of them. So there's a lot in there. The commonly held belief is that if you eat too much salt, you're going to raise your blood pressure. In reality, consuming natural salts can actually help stabilize your blood pressure by providing the minerals needed to regulate the fluid balance in the tissue. What? Mind blown, right? If you crave a salty food, this actually can be an indicator that you're in need of trace minerals. So if you like need potato chips like every single day or you're like really craving that salty fast food, it might be why. There is a big difference between salt in your food and putting salt on your food. Highly processed foods and fast foods contain unnaturally high amounts of salt due to the flavor getting lost in the processing of the food. And so they keep adding more in so that they get salty plus salt tastes good and people will eat it if it tastes good, right? So that's easy to overconsume. But if you are eating... Cooking at home and putting salt on your food, especially high quality salt that has minerals in it, it's very difficult to eat too much of it. The On the flip side, if you eat too little salt, it can also raise your blood pressure. So we do need salt. We need high quality salt that isn't just the chemical sodium, but also has all those other trace minerals in it. And it actually will help the problem that you might be struggling with. In the summer months, I actually add a pinch of sea salt to every water. Like I have this big stainless steel cup and I use a stainless steel straw um, and it holds about 20 ounces of water. So I just take a pinch and I put that in my water and I shake it around. And that's one of the ways that I help keep my electrolytes balanced in the summer, but also as a way to get trace minerals. Number four bone broth. I love bone broth. You, If you follow me on like Instagram and you look at my recipes, you notice that I use it in a lot of different foods. The process of making broth, you're, you're literally soaking the bones in a warm temperature for a long period of time. And it's with an acid like apple cider vinegar, and then you have salt and there and a whole bunch of herbs and vegetables and all of that stuff. But the process of making it makes the minerals that are in the bones easily absorbable. So like I said, if you, especially if you have a high quality bones from like pasture raised or, you know, naturally raised animals, you're going to be getting calcium and phosphorus, magnesium, potassium, but also you're going to get collagen. 
And collagen helps heal the gut. It helps keep your joints soft and malleable, and it's actually really good for your skin, and it improves digestion. So a common reason you don't get trace minerals is because your digestion is often It's kind of the chicken or the egg thing because if trace minerals are off, you have less stomach acid, which means you can't break down your food, which means you can't get trace minerals. So it's chicken or egg. But yeah. So it improves digestion. It's great for keeping your skin and helping you stay youthful. And if you want to learn how to make it, I do have a recipe on my website and I will put that in the show notes. And if you're not quite there and you're like, "Mm, don't think I'm going to make it myself, that is okay. There are three brands that I trust. Epic, Bonafide, and Kettle brand. I don't trust any other brand those three that are on the market at this time. Of course, there might be some local companies that aren't um, in grocery stores that you might know of. I don't know what they use, but I know that these three companies really focus on quality and they're transparent about their process and their ingredients. And so these three, I absolutely trust. Number five, last but definitely not least, but the most important, I saved it for last because it's probably going to weird out a lot of you. I forget that there are people out there who don't think about this food and don't think about enjoying it. Are you curious about what it is yet? (laughs) Organ meats. Organ meats. In America, we really don't eat the organs, but organ meats are among the most nutrient-dense and vitamin-rich foods that you can get. One slice of beef liver, which is about 85 grams, gives you your daily need of copper, and it provides selenium, zinc, iron, phosphorus in 55%, 41%, 31%, and 33% of your daily needs, okay, respectively. <laughs> like there it is there's so much in organ meats but they're also high in other vitamins that we need like it's literally a multivitamin in a meat like and it's all natural in the most bioavailable forms imaginable but you don't want to just stop at liver you there are a lot of different organs heart is actually one of the, probably the easiest to consume it it has the best flavor but then there's gizzards and you know i mean there's cultures out there that eat the brain and the heart or not the heart the brain and the eyeball and all of that stuff so there's there's a lot a lot out there i i don't know that i could eat an eyeball but um it's good for your eyesight right so heart is good for your heart liver is good for your entire body cuz your liver literally affects every cell in your body And if you eat, um, like right now I have adrenal fatigue, uh, stage three that I'm working on recovering from. So I'm literally taking straight up animal adrenals in a capsule form. And that's going to support my adrenals and help give me, help my body heal itself so that it can start producing its own hormones again. But at the time I need supplement and I'm getting it from actual animal adrenals, animal glandulars. Organ meats is probably the most important food you can start learning to incorporate into your diet. But I realize that it's really out there. And in America, we just like, that's just like really, really, really weird. But I am going to give you a challenge to start wrapping your brain around ways that you could incorporate that. The first four are much easier to incorporate, especially sea salt. That is the easiest. If you really want a really easy way to get trace minerals and you can literally buy something called trace minerals 
It's a liquid that you can add to your water. And if you're wondering like, hmm, how would I know if I'm deficient in these trace minerals? That's when you go back, you listen to episode 24, and then you go to Dr. Pullen's website and you take advantage of the discount for being a listener of this podcast and you get you take the test and it'll tell you or she will tell you what is going on in your body, what you're deficient in, what that means for your health and the current symptoms that you're struggling with. And you will know targeted what you need to focus on. Although really you need all of them. I don't believe in just supplementing one because everything works in a symbiotic relationship, right? But it's good to know what's going on, especially if you're struggling with symptoms and maybe you're looking for like a place to start in this whole integrative thing and it's really affordable and can really kind of give you some insight into what's going on. And then if you decide you want to get further testing, you have a a place to start. Like you're not going to just take every test out there. You can be really targeted in your testing approach. All right. To recap The top five sources of minerals in food are sea vegetables, shellfish, sea salt, bone broth, and organ meats. You do not have to incorporate them all, all of the time. You don't have to eat them all, all of the time, but you do want to start finding ways to incorporate them into your life on a regular basis. And by regular, I mean regular, not like once every three months, but regularly. So salting your foods, easy. Bone broth, super easy. Um, Sea vegetables. I do not know why I get my S and my SH mixed up all of the time. All right. Sea vegetables. Like I said, you can start with like nori chips. You can start by eating seaweed salad when you go out for seaweed. You There's literally like you can buy salt that has cr- little bits of, you know, sea vegetables in it. Or you can just get spirulina and chlorella capsules. You can start salting your food with high quality salt. You can start learning how to eat shellfish or you can go to a restaurant twice a month and enjoy them there. You can buy bone broth and add it to all kinds of things. You can cook your rice in it. You can cook your, you can use that as your base for your soups. I like to put a little bit in my spaghetti sauce to reduce the acidity of it. And then organ meats, you can start learning how to cook them. I like to add a little bit to my meatballs that I make and, um, You can literally just cook up heart in butter, and it's delicious. If you want to try them, uh, Brazilian restaurants, actually, uh, the Brazilian culture eats a lot of organ meats, and so you can kind of go there and try them there. There's there's so many options, you guys, and if that's really weirding you out, you can literally buy dehydrated and powdered organs in a capsule, so you don't have to eat them, but the options, like, are endless, right? So, but once you start including them, watch your health soar. Watch the problems and symptoms that you're struggling with, like fatigue and maybe inability to sleep and maybe muscle cramps or being really sore after workouts start to get better. And it's so crazy how food eaten in an intentional way can do that for our health. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. If you found this episode helpful, would you do me a favor and help others find it by leaving a review, sharing a screenshot on social media, or sharing the link with a friend? By you sharing what you've learned, others are able to find this podcast and join our community. Be sure to check out my website, www.roadtolivingwhole.com 
for over 160 delicious recipes, a variety of meal plans, and a blog packed full of even more healthy living tips. If you'd like to learn more about how to work with me as your coach, you can schedule a free consult through www.roadtolivingwhole.com backslash health dash coaching backslash. Until next time, friend. Bye.